Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're listening to Prime Time on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly with Melissa Hyuk. Now, the rapid acceleration of uh, digital banking services, BNPL and uh, DFI, uh, these are just some of the key fintech trends that dominated the market in 2021. Now, as we settle into the new year, what will 2022 mm-hmm. hold? And what does that mean for consumers? That's right. Well, we're going to find out from Brian Fernandez, who is the Managing Director at BizTech.Asia. Brian, thanks so much for joining us today. Ladies, thank you very much for having me on the show. Well, we need to have you with us because you need to help translate <laughs> some of these trends that we're going to see in the year ahead. But before we look forward, let's just take a quick look back because digital payments saw exponential growth in 2021 as shoppers moved online amid the pandemic. Investors moved online and to apps. But we also trends, saw trends such as BNPL gain traction. That's buy now, pay later. So what are some of the key fintech trends you saw in 2021 and how will they pull through to this year okay i'm, I'm going to start really and you've, you've highlighted the key trends already in 2021 but let's move on to 2022 and really see some of the changes that are happening so one of the things that and you've identified that it continues from last year is really uh, in embedded finance. And that's where buy now, pay later comes in. And that's really going to be mainstream in 2022. Now, the other thing that is also uh, important, which you've, you've touched on briefly in embedded finance, is embedded investment programs, where it makes the average individual like you and me have easy and inexpensive access to stock and funds. Now, what that is, is basically... For example, an embedded investment app that rounds up its users' spare change from purchases, automatically allowing them to save and invest. Now, this is an area that's going to grow exponentially. Now, the second area that's going to grow exponentially across the region, and not just in Singapore, is digital banking. We've got a lot, a number of licenses that have been issued across the region. Mm-hmm. We even have banks in Vietnam, such as Timor Bank or CIMB Philippines, which are full digital banks. And there are new banking licenses, both in Singapore and, of course, going to be announced in Malaysia as well. Now, the third thing is for SMEs. SMEs have been a neglected part, uh, especially in Forex solutions. And that's going to be an area where we see in 2022 there's going to be banking as a service platforms that offer foreign currency services that will benefit SMEs. Now, the fourth area is really an interesting area around cryptos and, uh, and NFTs. Now, traditional banks have really been in the periphery, looking at looking inward, uh, outward looking in. Mm-hmm. But I think in 2022, they're going to hit price because... Singapore is really the forefront of this crypto revolution. Now, according to an Irish-based coin hub, it released its global crypto ranking guide for Q4 2021. And Singapore was rated the number one country globally. Because of its crypto economy, its legislation, and believe it or not, it now has the world's second highest percentage of crypto-owning population. That's quite so fascinating. That's, I'm, I'm surprised by that. Yes, and, and, and so was I when I was doing the research. Uh, I, I, it, was, it was quite fascinating how Singapore has caught up. Now, the other thing that with 
that Singapore being really that fintech hub, one of the key things is with such a, a concentration of fintechs, mm-hmm. keeping up with regis- legislation and innovation is really a big problem. So this is where platform as a service solutions will help all these fintechs really keep up with all the regulations and so forth. And platform as a service provision really means that the banks and the fintechs can adapt to regulatory changes with very customized infrastructure, mm-hmm. enabling them to really embrace the cloud very quickly. They don't have to build their own solution. And so those are the five key trends, really, in terms of 2022. And for those five, do they all operate on blockchain technology? Yeah, so essentially, that's basically not a buzzword anymore. That's just business as usual, blockchain. Well, for me, it's still a fuzzword, actually. (laughs) 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 Well, there was a lot of discussion, I think, when we talk about blockchain, right? There was a lot of of discussion around Web 3.0. I think a lot of talk about it last year, which is actually, well, come to think of it, just less than two two Mm -hmm. weeks ago. So how do you see that um, happening and developing in 2022? Okay, so here's where we've got to take a step back, Melissa and Rachel, and let's look, let's break it down to really simple terms. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm from Web 1.0, where literally, this is in the 90s, the web is seen really as a way to democratize access to information. It was really hard to navigate. It was very disorganized. So that's Web 1.0. Web 2.0 is the mid 2000 onwards. So you had the likes of Google, Amazon, Facebook, and Twitter really emerging, taking internet, making it easy for people to connect and transact online. But guess what's happened? These companies have become so powerful. They have control of all our data. They know more about us than we know about ourselves. So Web 3.0 is really about grabbing some of that power back. And Web 3.0 is really around the idea that everything is on blockchain, it is distributed, it is decentralized, and it's token-based economics. So we as the individuals take back control of information about ourselves, and the data is distributed. It is not controlled by the big tech companies. So that's really, in a nutshell, what Web 3.0 is all about. We're speaking with Brian Fernandez, Managing Director of BizTech.Asia. Brian, so you spoke about some key trends in 2021, embedded finance, um, digital one-stop shops, Forex, crypto. How does Web 3.0 fit into all of this? And what does this mean for finance consumers? Okay, so let me break it down in a very simple manner Mm -hmm. that impacts all our lives. Now, for finance consumers, it's about customer intimacy. Mm. So I'm going to look at it from the bank's perspective. Now, because banks and financial institutions, because of Web 3.0, are enabled to know their customers better and deliver a better customer experience. Now, I want to take you back to to some of your, if you bank on some of the local banks, such as OCBC, DBS, any of the foreign banks, you will notice that your customer experience seems to get better and better. If you log into your banking account, you now know you have a really a tracking on how, what your spending habits are. You really get personalized insight. The other thing you'd also notice is in the last particularly two or three years, your applications for credit cards, for mortgages and so forth really have been so much quicker. They're really almost instantaneous. You can get it in a few minutes, sometimes a couple of hours. What used to take days. Now that 
basically Web 3.0 has allowed banks and financial services institutions to pull vast amounts of distributed data from hundreds and thousands of data points, analyze them by AI, and automate this whole process. What does that mean for you actually as a customer? Just a better experience and faster approvals. So this is in a nutshell on the financial services sector how Web 3.0 really works for you as a consumer. And, and that's what we're talking about when we refer to the term DeFi, which is what decentralized finance, is it? That's right. Okay. But beyond finance, uh, the financial world, um, what other applications are we looking at? Actually, it's, it's all encompassing. So, you know, we, we tend to think of blockchain technology uh, just in terms of finance. Mm-hmm. But if you look at non-fungible tokens, for example, which is in the art world, it's digital collectibles. That's an area that now even kids are getting involved in. I, I, I read recently about how this 14-year-old girl in India has made 300000 US dollars from just basically NFTs and basically turning her out artwork into digital works of art. And so that's really an opportunity that people need to explore right now because it opens up a plethora of options that were not available before. Just on the back of that, Brian, what are your thoughts on the metaverse? How does that tie in with all of this? Okay, so the metaverse has become the buzzword now in, mm-hmm. in terms of tech towards the second half of last year. And really what it's about, you have to think about it, is it's in terms of virtual real estate. So one of the things that people are actually doing now, and, and you talk about physical real estate in, in, in the physical world, mm-hmm. they're already spent in the metaverse buying real estate. So you talk about actual dollars and cents tra- uh, changing hands. People are spending millions of dollars on virtual real estate already. And that's really, we're just in the early stages. If you think of the internet in the year 2000, that's where we are in terms of the metaverse right now. So fascinating. We've actually got Andrew uh, Kigol, co-founder and CEO of Tokens.com, coming on the show next Tuesday to talk about his $2.5 million investment into property in the metaverse and that how that translates and what are some of the key trends there. But Brian, it's just fascinating how all of this is going to evolve and change across sectors from finance to property to retail to everything else. But thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today and break down Web 3.0 and some of the key fintech trends that you're watching out for in the year ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Melissa and Rachel. Thank you, Brian. Thanks. We've been a great day. We've been speaking with Brian Fernandez, Managing Director at BizTech.Asia. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.